0: time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. L.A.'s favorite son. 866-987-2570. We
1: are rolling, boy, rolling.
0: It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Your Nation! <laughs> Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters.
2: For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com.
0: And by Chevrolet. by new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates.
3: Dodger Talk, off and running on this Thursday night. Thanks for being with us. Tim Cates, with you here for the next hour. 866-987-2570. No matter where you may be driving around, just kicking back, listening. If you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, we appreciate it. 866-987-2570. An off night for your Los Angeles Dodgers as they now embark on a seven-game road trip starting in Kansas City tomorrow with a three-game series against the Kansas City Royals. First pitch at 510. Morocco Casino Dodgers on deck We'll get started at four o'clock, a three game series in Kansas City. And then it's off to Milwaukee for a four game series against the Brewers. The Dodgers, as we speak, have landed in Kansas City, Missouri. And if you've seen it on social media, I think it's pretty cool. They traveled in matching outfits, matching sweat outfits, if you will. You see college football teams and college basketball teams do this all the time matching top, matching bottoms. It's a sweat outfit, and it's all gray that the Dodgers are wearing with Dodger logo on the pant leg. Pretty cool to see all the Dodger players wearing it. If you see them on Twitter or Facebook and Instagram or TikTok, the Dodgers social media accounts, the Dodgers have landed. And, again, pretty cool to see all the Dodgers dressed the same, almost like a college football team going on the road into hostile territory. The Dodgers have landed in Kansas City and they'll start a three-game series tomorrow. All right, what's coming up on this show? Plenty of time for your phone calls, 866-987-2570. Coming up at 745, I'm going to get you a farm report. The Dodgers, at the trade deadline, picked up Joey Gallo, and in return, the Dodgers gave up Clayton Beater, a right-handed pitcher, in their top 15, in their top minor league prospects. But other than that, they held pat. They didn't go out and make a big trade for Juan Soto, so they did not deplete their minor league farm system. That means Diego Cartaya, Bobby Miller, Miguel Vargas, who we've seen, Michael Bush, Andy Pagaz, Landon Knack, Maddox Bruns, Jacob Amaya, the names we've been talking about here on Off Night Dodger, talk during our farm report, the Dodgers' top minor league prospects here in 2022 are still with the organization and still in the minor leagues, from AAA all the way down to A-ball, from Oklahoma City all the way down to Rancho Cucamonga. So coming up at 745, I'll give you an update on what Diego Cartaya is doing, an update on what Landon Knack is doing, and what is Jacob Amaya doing in AAA Oklahoma City, Yorbit Vivas. I'll give you an update on all the Dodgers' top minor league prospects, again, coming up at 745. Dodgers, a 16-game lead in the division. The Dodgers running away with the NL West, 77-33 overall. A lot of Dodger fans say season's done. Wait till the postseason. This thing is over. Put it in cruise control the rest of the way. Uh, not so fast, my friends. As Lee Coruso also always says, the Dodgers have a comfortable lead in the division. The Dodgers would have to go on an epic meltdown to lose the division. To not make the playoffs but with that being said between now and the first week of october when the dodgers get ready for playoff baseball dodgers have a lot to figure out dodgers have a lot of decisions still to make who's going to be on that 26-man playoff roster who's going to be healthy come october who's going to be the starting rotation come playoff time who's going to get the start in left field who's going to get the start at third base Who will be the designated hitter? Where does Justin Turner fit in? Is he starting at third? Is he your DH? If he's your DH, who then is playing third? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered between now and October. And the biggest one to me is who is going to be healthy. Because right now the Dodgers have a rotation that does not include Walker Bueller and does not include Clayton Kershaw. Julio Arias has raised his hand the last two months and has been fantastic. Julio Arias, nine wins in his last 10 starts. Julio Arias has been the Dodgers' ace since right before the All-Star break, the month of July and the first couple weeks of August. Julio Arias has been the guy the Dodgers have relied upon last year, most starts in his career, 20-game winner, fantastic in the postseason. And this year, little slow start, Julio Arias, though, has been on fire, now 13-game winner, and has taken control of this Dodger rotation. But behind him, Tyler Anderson, Tony Gonsolin, both 13-game winners. Gonsolin will get the start tomorrow. Can they continue this? Can you count on them in October? Their innings numbers are going to be sky high. For Tony Gonsolin, he's going to be career-high in his pitch, starts, you name it, it'll be a career-high for Tony Gonsolin once October starts. Can he keep that up in postseason baseball? What about Dustin May, who is scheduled to join this Dodgers team next homestand? Get one more start in AAA Oklahoma City. And then Dave Roberts yesterday saying that Dustin May will be in the Dodgers rotation when they come back to take on the Miami Marlins in, what, 10 days? Where does he plug in to the postseason? But injury-wise, Dustin May filling in nicely, we hope. But Walker Buehler, Clayton Kershaw, where do they fit in? And the bullpen, the Dodgers are relying on guys coming back from injury. That's why they didn't go out and make big splashes at the deadline. Didn't need to. Didn't need to go out and get a big bat. Didn't feel like they needed to go out and bolster this bullpen because of the guys who are on the IL and the guys who are returning. You know all this. Blake Trinan, Tommy Canely, Bruce Dark these guys are all coming back from injuries, either arm or elbow or soreness, and have been shut down, have been you know, ramped back up, and are now going out on minor league rehab assignments. In fact, let's hear from Dave Roberts. Yesterday, before the game, he was asked about Bruce Dar Gratterall and Blake Trident, both guys through SIM games on this last homestand. What's their future?
2: Blake will need more outings for, than Bruce Darr. Um, I, I, I think... You know, uh, with Blake, still whatever it takes to kind of get him ready by September 1 or 2. Um, I think looking at the injury, there was a little bit more in there than what Bruzdar was dealing with. So I think that's why we're trying to be a little bit more cautious with Brewster. Um So yeah, they'll both start on Friday, but the expectation is certainly that jar will still be back before uh, Blake. When he's down there, are you going to
0: look at results at all, or is it just going to be strictly how he's kind of feeling and bouncing like, back?
2: I, I, I think we're, we're going to be looking at results as far as, you know, characteristics probably, not as far as if a guy gets a hit or, you know, they both throw strikes. Um, so it's it's a matter of, in Jar's case, how's the slider looking Uh, How's he recovering from the velocity of the sinker, the cutter? Um, With Blake, all of his mix, how's his slider playing? How's he feeling and all that stuff?
3: All right, there's Dave Roberts talking about Bruce Dargaradaral, who sounds like he's coming back sooner than Blake Trinan, but both are on the horizon as far as returning to the Dodgers' bullpen. That is huge. Two arms that the Dodgers have relied upon the last two years going to be back during the stretch run going into October. Those are like pickups at the trade deadline. Those are like Dodgers going out and getting moves. They've been gone so long. I can't remember the last time these two guys pitched for the Dodgers. And now they're coming back. Knock on wood, the rehab assignment goes well. And they can join this Dodgers team here maybe the first week of September. but they, they spend the next two or three weeks down in the minor leagues making rehab appearances. Those are going to be welcome additions for this Dodgers team. So for to me, there's a lot for this Dodgers team to be playing for down the stretch here, even with a 16-game lead. Eric Karros talked about it yesterday with Petro some Money, talking about this team needing to stay focused, this team needing to find some answers. You know, can the Dodgers rely upon some of these young guys? Can Gavin Lux be an October player like he has been so far during the regular season? Max Muncie looks like he's figured it out. He's changed his swing, got a little, set, little step with his left foot, before he gets the body going, getting the swing going, get his getting his getting his lower half going. And last night hit a home run. He's hit back to back home runs. He's hitting three eighty five in the month of August now. Eleven days in. Joey Gallo picked up from the Yankees. They didn't want him. Hit a home run last night. Hopefully the start of something big for them. Both him Muncie and Gallo. So when you get to October, you have to wonder is it Hottest guy at the time is going to get playing time, going to get starts, going to get A-Bs, going to get a spot on this 26-man roster. I mean, the Dodgers have a lot of guys contributing. Every single night, it's not just the big three at the top of the lineup. It's guys at the bottom of the lineup, guys off the bench, Hanzo Roberto making a great defensive play, a Trace Thompson hitting home runs, getting doubles, making great plays defensively. He's contributed. But there's only 26 spots, so you sort of feel like, For some of these guys on the fence as far as roster spots, some Dodgers who are in the bullpen who have helped out now, but maybe with the return of Blake Trinan, Bruce Dargraderall, and and who knows who else comes back, maybe there's not a spot for them. Maybe there's no room in the end for a certain Dodger reliever out there who has helped here in June, July, and August and will continue to help the regular season. But come October, another arm is back. Guys get healthy. Guys need roster spots. Look what happened to Mitch White, Dodger fans. He was fantastic making spot starts for the Dodgers. Where would they be without him every five days? With the injuries to Walker Bueller and then Clayton Kershaw. But looking short term and long term, just wasn't room for Mitch White. He he didn't he didn't fit into the equation. With guys coming back healthy, Dustin May presumably getting Clayton Kershaw back, presumably getting Walker Buehler back in September. There just was no room for Mitch White in the regular season, and certainly in October. So they had to clear a spot in the 40-man roster, and he was the odd man out. Saw that with Ross Stripling a couple years ago when he was sent to the Blue Jays. You only get certain certain amount of spots on the postseason roster. And even in September, there's no more bring up everybody, and that Dodger dugout's going to be, you know, crowded with 35 guys, they limit the amount of call-ups now in September. So every at-bat, every start, every opportunity out of the bullpen, for some guys on this Dodger team, some pitchers, some players on the bench, it's audition time. You better make the most of it. There's no guarantees you're going to make that 26-man roster depending on who the Dodgers play in the postseason. Whatever the matchups are, if they go heavy left-handed starters against the Dodgers, maybe it's a team heavy right-handed like the Mets. That means more left-handed bats. That means a spot for Joey Gallo and maybe not a spot for a Trace Thompson. Maybe a, not a spot for a Hans or Alberto. Who knows? 866-987-2570. So don't let anybody tell you there's nothing to play for, that these games are not important. They're very important for this Dodgers team. And keep in mind, with everything we just talked about, injuries, guys coming back from injuries, guys fighting for roster spots, how they put together a 26-man roster, on top of all that, the Dodgers still want to have the best overall record in baseball. And the New York Mets are a 73-win team. Dodgers lead all of baseball with 77 wins. Mets have 73, the Astros 72, the Yankees, who are starting to lose a little bit, lost 8 of 10. They've got 71. It's important if you're the Dodgers, home field advantage, presumably throughout the entire playoffs and World Series, with the best record in baseball. You want that. Last thing you want to do is finish with the second best record in the National League and have to go on the road in the NLCS. Last thing you want to do is not have as many wins as the Astros or Guardians or Yankees or Blue Jays or Twins, which won't happen except for the Astros or Yankees, and not have home field advantage in the World Series. Take care of business. There's a lot to play for between now and the first week of October. 866 987 2570. Don't forget, coming up in 30 minutes, we'll have a farm report, get you the latest on the Dodger minor leaguers who were not traded away. The Dodgers kept at the deadline. And how they're doing in AA, AAA, and A-ball. That's coming up at 7.45. But also wanted to get into this. Tonight in Iowa, right next to the famous cornfield baseball field that was filmed back in 1989 for the Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner, Major League Baseball has built that full-size Major League field. Dimensions and everything. And for the second straight year, they have had... The Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The Field of Dreams game takes place in a ballpark right next to, I said, the original Diamond from the 1989 movie. It's the Reds and the Cubs playing the game right now with the old-time uniforms. It's cool. It's a fun experience. Well, next year, there is going to be no Field of Dreams game. Why, you ask? It's not because baseball doesn't want it there. It's not that it's not a huge success, and fans love it. If you go on social media right now, people are loving the experience. People love going out there and, and seeing the old field from the movie being there in limited capacity because it's such a small venue with the cornfields as the outfield set up and, 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 and skyline behind them. It's not because of that. It's because the people who own the area in and around the Field of Dreams there in Dyersville, Iowa, are expanding and adding softball and baseball fields so they can hold tournaments there. I get it. It's cool to go to the Field of Dreams. And it's going to be awesome for young kids to experience that with tournaments that are going to be there. But keep in mind, Dyersville, Iowa, is not really centrally located next to a major city. It's a it's a drive to get there. And they're talking about holding baseball and softball tournaments there, and having enough fields that they can accommodate you know dozens of teams. And you parents know, you kids know, the fields across Southern California, go over to Arizona, go up to Northern California, go out to Vegas, all the tournaments for baseball and softball, go down to the desert. Baseball and softball tournaments every weekend for youth kids. Awesome. I love it. Love it. Well, they're building a bunch of fields right next to the Field of Dreams, and so they're not able to have the Field of Dreams game next year. With that being said, they still should do something cool and have a unique game, have a standalone game like the Field of Dreams game. If you can't have it in Dyersville, Iowa, There's got to be a spot for them to have it, right? So my question for you is where? Where could they play a new Field of Dreams game? A new standalone, one-time game at a location that either hasn't been used in a very long time, has never been used before, or is built for a specific game to be held at this specific site because of where it's located. 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. Somebody mentioned to me earlier, a play where they filmed the Bull Durham. Well, they've redone the stadium there. It's a AAA affiliate now. It's no longer that old-looking 80s Bull Durham minor league facility. It's just not there. Somebody said, well, they should do a college basketball and have it on, a, uh, have it on a, uh, an Air Force carrier. Come on, it's not really realistic to have a baseball field set up there. But I like what you're thinking. I've seen the idea of having it in Central Park, New York. Now, you would have to be creative and, and build something and add a bunch of, you know, it, it, would take, it would take some building and it would take some creativity. But, I mean, there are 25 baseball, softball fields inside Central Park, none of which are big enough to really hold a major league baseball game. But... I guess you could try to figure it out somehow in Central Park. I've heard about maybe going to the old Negro Leagues had stadiums. And there's a few that are left. I believe there's one in Michigan that is still around. The The old bones of the stadium are there. And there's a, the, the capability of playing games there. If they worked on the stadium and, and fixed it up, that would be awesome. Somebody mentioned to me, how about playing the games in Alaska? You have the Alaska Summer League because the sun doesn't really set until late, 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 late at night. You have the old midnight game down there in Fairbanks, Alaska. How about that? Play a game up in Alaska. That would be awesome. How about Yellowstone? Again, you'd have to create and build and make the stadium. You'd have to find a spot like they did in Iowa and literally build a baseball stadium there in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. That's what you would have to do. You don't necessarily have to find a place that's got a stadium and just tinker and say, oh, that'd be kind of cool to have it there. Alaska, that'd be awesome. How about find and play a game at one of these Cape Cod League games or the stadiums they play them there? I mean, you'd have to upgrade it a little bit, but they've got Cape Cod baseball games in the summer where college players go play. Maybe refurbish one of those stadiums there, upgrade it a little bit. I think there's like 10 of them. That'd be awesome. I mentioned in Detroit, it's Ham... I think I'm I'm mispronouncing the name. It's Hamtrak Stadium in Detroit. One of a handful of Negro League ballparks still standing in some capacity. It's been there since the 1930s. You build that up. Rosenblatt Stadium. Where they hold the College Baseball World Series. Heck, go to the Bahamas. Build a stadium on the sand. That would be awesome. Be creative baseball. That's my point. 866-987-2570. You got a better idea? You have an idea where they could maybe make the Field of Dreams games next year and maybe moving forward? It's not going to be held in Iowa next year. They're doing renovations and construction on a big, huge youth facility there for baseball and softball games. So no game in Iowa next year in the Field of Dreams game. But they got to keep it going. They got to find somewhere unique, fun, got history on the beach, in the mountains, on a lake, somewhere. Keep it going. Be creative, baseball. This is a great one-off in August at the Field of the Dreams game in Iowa. Do something like it. Do it somewhere else. Maybe find a different spot every year. There are, there are people who are way more creative than me. Maybe I'm talking to you right now, 866-987-2570. There's got to be ideas out there they could have this game. 866-987-2570. Heck, I've been to Cooperstown, New York a couple of times. And when I was last there, I think it was in 99, when they Robin Yount, George Brett, and Nolan Ryan were inducted into the Hall of Fame. 1999. They had a game there between the Texas Rangers and the Kansas City Royals. And they played at the baseball field there in Cooperstown. It doesn't hold very much. If you've seen a league of their own at the very end where the women are playing there and it's later in life and they're all older, that's the field of dreams field. Excuse me. That's that's the uh, Hall of Fame field in Cooperstown. Just to give you an idea, that's the field. It's small, very intimate. But build some stands, you know, spruce it up. Josh Rowich, our buddy, used to be a PR for the Dodgers in Diamondbacks, now runs the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, that'd be a great idea to have a Hall of Fame game around Hall of Fame weekend again in Cooperstown. They've done it before. They can bring it back. 866-987-2570. We'll take a break, Ronnie. We'll come back and we'll get to your phone calls. Hey, you got some creative people on hold. Gary, Kevin, Gabriel, Will, Jim, Solomon. I see it. We'll get to you, Jeff. I appreciate it. 866-987-2570. One line open. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. We've got a farm report coming up in about 20 minutes. Tim Cates, off-night Dodger Talk. Dodgers in Kansas City tomorrow. This is 570 LA Sports.
0: Or Dodger Talk is back. Be a part of the show using hashtag Dodger Talk or call 866-987-2570.
3: Dodgers off tonight, back at it tomorrow in Kansas City as they take on the Royals. Tony Gonsolin on the mound in search of his 14th win. First pitch at 5'10", right here on your home of the Dodgers, AM570 LA Sports. I'll have a farm report coming up in a little over 15 minutes. But the Dodgers, a lot of play for the last six, seven weeks of the season. Certainly home field advantage in the playoffs, getting healthy and putting that puzzle together as far as the pieces that will fit, in the rotation, the bench. And the bullpen. We'll get into that. We'll take your phone calls. And, again, I want to hear from you on the Field of Dreams game. It's not going to happen next year in Iowa because of construction and the building of softball and baseball fields for youth tournaments. So what does baseball do? Instead of just abandoning not having this single one-off game in August, be creative, baseball. Go out, find a spot, a location, a historic landmark, a, 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 landmark, um, a, a spot that's popular that doesn't have baseball necessarily ever, and build a stadium. If you can build it, and they will come in Iowa, they can build it, and they'll come somewhere. Where, though? 866 Will, start us off here on Dodger Talk. How you doing tonight? Will, go ahead. Will, going once, going twice, he is gone. Sal in Azusa is next. Sal, go ahead.
1: I was thinking about the field that they filmed for the, um, the league of their own.
3: Yeah, the one at the uh, Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Sal, I appreciate it. I mentioned it. It's at the end of the movie, A League of Their Own. They show it if you haven't been there before, just to kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about. It's a small, intimate, old field in Cooperstown, New York. They have kind of fun games during All-Star Weekend. I know our buddy Steve Sachs has gone back there and played in a, like an old-timers game uh, in Cooperstown for Hall of Fame Weekend. Have a game there. When I was there in 1999, in fact, I still got pictures of it. Pudge Rodriguez was there. The Royals were taking on the um, uh, Texas Rangers because George Brett, Robin Yount, Nolan Ryan were being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And it was a cool experience to see Major League Baseball players who who come in for the day. It's not like they came there for a three-game series. They came in for a one-game between the Rangers and the Kansas City Royals. And it was cool. They fly in, they bus in, everybody sees the buses come in. They basically come in like minor leaguers, you know, already dressed without their cleats on. And they just kind of hung out and had fun and signed a bunch of autographs and play a game there. It was a cool experience. That's what baseball needs to do. You know, something like that. That That's an already built baseball stadium at their Hall of Fame. That's a, that's a, that's a one-off. That's a cool idea. That'd be fun. But there's other places they can go, right? Right, Kevin and Woodland Hills? You're on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Kevin?
0: Hey good, Tim. How you doing?
3: Good. Good, good. I was thinking about uh maybe
0: ten
1: years ago they did at the Coliseum. Yeah. They could do a three game series against the Giants. That'd be cool.
3: That would be cool, Kevin, and I appreciate it. Yeah, they did that back when they had the old uh anniversary of uh was it the who was it, the Red the Red Sox and Dodgers that played that game? It's been a few years, but yeah. They redid the Coliseum like they did when they first moved out to LA before they moved to Dodger Stadium. That would be cool. That would be a lot of fun. I don't know it would work though, because they have since redone the Coliseum. There's no more track that would kind of add some, some length there to an outfield. Um, so the dimensions have certainly changed there. I I don't necessarily think it would work, just just based on how they've retrofitted and, and renovated the Coliseum. I I thought about that. I just I don't think that would work. I, I, could they do it at? Well, they couldn't do it at the Rose Bowl either. But, um, you know, unless he had a huge left field fence. But, again, that would be like a 200-foot shot down the left field line. Gary Ladera Ranch is next up on Off Night Dodger Talk. How are you doing, Gary?
1: I'm good. People just took my ideas, and you mentioned it with Cooperstown. But if we did some research, mm-hmm. we might find the oldest still-standing stadium that was used by a Major League team that has
3: since been abandoned, if there is one. Yeah, there's got to be something out there. Gary, I appreciate it. I I thought of old training grounds uh, for spring training sites for major league teams. Vero Beach would be cool. That would be awesome to have a Dodger game at Vero Beach again, a major league game that counted during the regular season in Vero Beach. Come on, that would be awesome. I just thought about that. Maybe the Dodgers, when they play the Marlins, or they go down and play the Rays, Go play in Vero Beach. Three games set. Even if it's just a one-off, you played the a game there in Vero Beach. You'd have to do a little retrofitting, certainly. I know uh, I think the county runs it down there in Vero Beach. But, yeah, why not? Vero Beach would be a great spot. Yeah, they absolutely love the Dodgers down there, Ron. You're right. Rick Monday still lives down there uh, in the offseason. That would be a great spot, at least for the Dodgers, the history, Vero Beach. Yeah, sign me up for that. That would be a great Idea. I mean, you think about spring training back in the what 30s, 40s, 50s. Was it the St. Louis? Car- was it the Cardinals? Was it the St. Louis Browns? It was an old baseball team. Man, I wish I had looked this up beforehand. Uh, used to come out here to, to Burbank and train at Olive Park, right down the street here from us in Burbank. It was the, uh, a minor league, uh, major league baseball team. And shoot, bad on me for not knowing this because I grew up in Burbank. Uh, but there was a spring training site here. Uh, and there was a major league baseball team that used to come here and would have spring training. The St. Louis Browns, that's what it was. The St. Louis Browns used to come to old all of Memorial Stadium in Burbank. Now, it's been since torn down, renamed, and now it's softball fields. But if there's a spot like that, I mean, I haven't been to Catalina Island in a long time. Ronnie, you been to Catalina lately. Do they still have the baseball stadium there, the old Wrigley Stadium where the Cubs used to go?
0: You know, I've never been you've to been, Catalina you've Island. have never been to Catalina. Never, no. I've lived in L.A. my whole life and never been to Catalina.
3: That would be cool if – I mean, maybe one of you guys know, if, if there's still a baseball stadium in Catalina, have a game out there. That's where the, what, the Chicago Cubs used to come with the Wrigley family out to Catalina Island and have spring training. Um, I mean, I remember going to Palm Springs – and watching the Angels in the late 80s have spring training down in Palm Springs. I don't even know if that stadium is still around. You could have a baseball game down there. But then it would be also be 120 degrees down there in the summer. I don't know how fun that would be. 866-987-2570. Danny in East L.A. Danny, welcome to Dodger Talk. How you doing?
1: Hey, doing great, man. A lot of great ideas. I played at Double Day Field in Cooperstown. Nice. Awesome place to play. I played, I think your Alaska idea is perfect. But you know, another one that would be kind of cool, I know it's right near Dodger Stadium, uh-huh. but single Field out in Glendale.
3: Oh, that'd be and awesome. The, I know exactly what you're talking about. They've redone it, but unfortunately, it's, it's only going to hold a couple of hundred people there.
1: See, if they could rebuild that and have the Dodgers be the Hollywood Stars and the Angels oh. be the L.A. Angels, that'd be classic, man. That, I, that, and that would draw.
3: That would be awesome. That would be awesome, yeah. I mean, you think about the old L.A. Uh, stars and the old baseball field over there where um, – The farmer's market is now in the Fairfax district, man, if that old ball stadium was still around, it's not, it's been long gone, but somewhere like that, is there an old baseball stadium like that still around somewhere? Even if it's just collecting dust, retrofit that thing, redo it, renovate it. Let's have a baseball game there somewhere. Again, this is because the field, of dreams game not happening next year. They're bringing a, a baseball and softball tournaments into the area around there in Iowa. So they can't have the game after two straight years of having this great one-off, this great standalone game in the fields of Iowa in a stadium they created and built with major league dimensions right next to the 1989 field they made for the movie with Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams. If they can make that in the middle of the fields in Iowa, they can make a baseball stadium anywhere, anywhere. I don't think Stengel Field's going to work. I was just over there for a high school baseball game a couple months ago. They've redone it. But it's only going to hold a couple hundred people. There's no way they're going to hold a baseball game there. Good idea, though. Good idea. Let's go to G. 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 in Torrance. G. Welcome to Dodger Talk. How you doing? Good. Yeah, how are you? Doing good. You have any ideas about where baseball could be creative next year and have a standalone game like the Field of Dream game?
1: Um, you know, I just turned on the radio, so I hope no one else already suggested this. But okay. it would be cool if they could recreate the Sandlot field and have a gi- Giants-Dodgers game, like a Sandlot game.
3: Wow, that would be a great idea. Nobody has said that yet, Gee, and I appreciate it. Great idea. Yeah. I mean, go find somewhere in middle America. Go find somewhere in some small town uh, in Indiana and recreate the Sandlot. That would be fantastic. Now, obviously, they'd have to be creative and make it a major league dimensions. But they could go off of what it looked like. They can go off the field. You know, you can have a backyard and left field and have some fun with it. That'd be a great idea. That's that, that's what that's what a great idea there, G. Appreciate it. Um Alex tweeted in at me at Tim Kate says, I like the idea of a Field of Dreams game rotating MLB sites. Uh Compton College would be a great spot. A great baseball field there. Opportunity for the inner city to host and promote the game of baseball. That is a fantastic idea. That is it. You have the RBI program. That's a great idea to have it at Compton College. Alex, I appreciate it. Another good one. 866-987-2570. Tony in Santa Clarita is next up here on Off-Night Dodger Talk. How you doing, Tony?
1: Hey Kim, you want to see that old Hollywood Stars field? Look on the internet for the original Home Run Derby TV show. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, about
1: the old-time famous players. Uh, that We're was a, really good. That's
3: a great TV show. appreciate it, Tony. I, I I've seen it. I've seen it and if you go down to the Third Street Promenade, not the Third Street Promenade, Farmers Market, um, I think it's still there. There's like pictures and kind of like a little a little a little setup where you can find the history of what that area, the farmers market area was all about and the baseball stadium there. And certainly you can go online and find out more about that as well. So uh yeah, I've seen it uh on the, the home run derby. I just obviously never was there and it's gone, long gone, so you can't have it there, but I like the ideas. Compton College, that, that's a great idea to have it there. Uh, G mentioned a, a, a makeup of a place looks like the Sandlot from the movie. That's a great idea. Bobby in West L.A. is next up here on Off Night Dodger Talk. Bobby, what do you think?
1: Um, I came up with the, the idea. What about a game at Jackie Robinson Stadium at UCLA to honor, uh, yeah. to honor Jackie? You know, you know I know they had that day toward the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Where they honored Jackie, that would be, you know, that would be something if they played a game there on that day.
3: Yeah, April fifteenth, Jackie Robinson Day across baseball. That would be cool. Jackie Robinson Stadium only holds, I mean, gosh, fifteen hundred people, two thousand people, if that. Oh, it's over there on the uh, the Veterans Lot there in West LA, and it's it's a beautiful college baseball stadium. If you haven't been to Jackie Robinson Stadium in a long time, I mean, Coach Savage and that program and what they've done to redo upgrade the facilities it is a beautiful beautiful field over there at Jackie Robinson Stadium where UCLA plays salmon lake balboa salmon what do you think you're you're an LA guy what do you think about a site for a field of dreams game
1: I wish I could come up with something original. Oh. I've been sitting here listening to all the great ones. But I did want to point out something. Mm-hmm. I did see the Hollywood stars and the L.A. Angels play really? at Gilmore Field. Yes. That was the name of the field. Yes. And it was actually – Farmer's Market was still there. Gilmore Field was next to Farmer's Market. Okay. so uh, you know. But anyway, um, I, I was going to address some things about the Dodgers. Sure, but it ahead. sounds like – yeah, you know, um, you pointed out so many things. I'll just hit on a couple. Um, you know, you, you don't just play for your division because some people, some Dodger fans will go, oh, yeah, we got the division wrapped up. Yeah. No, you play for home field advantage throughout the postseason. So you have to, you look at the Yankees, you look at the Mets, you mm-hmm. look at the Astros. Mm-hmm. Whoever is, is approaching that best record, that's who you're playing against. Yeah. The division, not worried about that's That is pretty much wrapped up. And you. the only other two things regarding the Dodgers, I'm very comfortable about the lineup because I'm telling you, if Muncie and, 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 and Cody, and I'm seeing life there, they come around and their bats get hot, that is an unbeatable starting lineup. No doubt. Uh, just pitching. you got to no get that pitching together, especially relief. And, and I think that will come together too. I mean, think right. the Dodgers are going to do very well in the postseason.
3: All right, Solomon, I appreciate. We got about two minutes uh, before we have a break, and then get to our farm report. So we're going to fly through these calls. Caesar, L.A. What's your idea, Caesar? What do you think they should have the Field of Dreams game moving forward?
1: Oh man, <laughs> first time caller. Nice. Listen. How about uh San Juan Puerto Rico around oh. Beeshorn uh Park
3: that's a great <laughs> idea that is a great idea Caesar thank you so much for contributing I appreciate it call again we really enjoyed that all right Aaron and chino where do you think Aaron
1: <laughs> oh man you know what I think uh recreating a classic matchup down in uh in Coney Islands maybe like the Dodgers Yankees I know they only play Every so many years, yeah. but uh, I think there's a minor league team that plays there. In, uh, uh, the Coney, Island, the Coney is Island
3: Yankees. Absolutely. There's a stadium there they can play there, Aaron. Good idea. I like that. How about a game in the Dominican Republic? I know they played a game in Cuba years back, and it was kind of controversial at the time. Uh, but yeah, maybe go to the Dominican Republic and play a game. That'd be a, Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the Dodgers got a facility. Everybody's got a facility down there, and now you can use one of those and uh, build up some stands around it. Dana and Lakewood. Dana, go ahead. What do you think?
1: Hey, Tim. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Okay, um, they, they always add seating to everywhere they go. Right. So my, my thought was uh, Blair Field and Long Beach.
3: That's a good idea as well. I mean, Southern California's got so many spots they could use. Dana, I appreciate it. Blair Field where Long Beach State plays there in Long Beach. Absolutely. They've had minor league baseball there as well. Let's squeeze in Mitch. Mitch, go ahead. What do you think? You have an idea? You're, you're a New Jersey guy. What do you think? Where can baseball be creative and have a game?
1: Hey, Tim. to show um that's the cyclones in Brooklyn, and Staten Island's got one. I believe it's the match. How about the Coliseum? I think I could fit a few thousand people in there. At yeah, least.
3: Well, yeah. Obviously, you can fit fans in there, Mitch, but you can't have a game anymore. They've redone it. They've gotten rid of the track. I appreciate it. Isabel, Isabel, you're in Angelino. You're in Southern California. You love the Dodgers. What do you think, mm-hmm. Izzy?
1: i i see i i really i was thinking how about how
3: about montreal, montreal. Okay, oh there's montreal would be a great there. spot is he yeah oh yeah. good for you is like i love that i love that idea i appreciate it i didn't even think of montreal how about vancouver how about somewhere up in canada calgary how about yellowstone park You got the buffaloes roaming way out there if you just hit the ball it just keeps going yeah, put it by Old Faithful. If it goes in there, it's like a skee-ball. You win a prize. Good ideas. Good ideas. If we got time, we'll keep it going. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls, but also a farm report. We'll go down the farm when we come back. Off-night Dodger Talk here on AM570 LA Sports.
0: Dodger Talk is back. Be a part of the show using hashtag Dodger Talk or call 866-987-2570.
3: Dodger Talk continues on this Thursday night. Tim Kates with you here until the top of the hour. Dodgers off as they will start a seven-game road trip in Kansas City tomorrow. First pitch at 5'10". Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck will start at 4 o'clock. Tony Gonsolin scheduled to get the start for the Dodgers in the series. Opener Dodgers, hottest team in baseball, winners of 10 in a row since the All-Star break. They are 17-3, and coming off the 5-0 homestand in which they swept the San Diego Padres. And then last night, finishing off the Minnesota Twins, who came to town first place in the AL Central. They left Dodger Stadium last night after an 8-5 Dodgers win in second place in the AL Central. We'll get back to your phone calls if we can here in the next couple of minutes, but as promised, let's go down on the farm, get you an update on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects. The Major League Baseball trade deadline has come and gone, and the Dodgers stood pat for the most part in keeping their top minor league prospects. Clayton Beter, the right-hander in the minors, did get traded in a deal, but... Diego Cartaya, the number one Dodger prospect, the 20-year-old catcher in high A Great Lakes with the Loons. He is having himself a season. And the next pitch is driven deep into the left center field alley. Ju running back. That is at the top of the wall
0: and gone. Cartaya leads off the eighth inning with a bomb. And it ties
3: the game his ninth home run of the season here at high a ninth home run with the loons he's sitting 284 nine home runs 11 doubles 27 ribbies this after 33 games in rancho cucamonga diego cartaya having himself a really good 2022 would not be surprised if he gets moved up to double a at some point maybe here at the end of the minor league season bobby miller the Dodgers, number two minor league prospect. They kept him, did not deal him with the deadline. The 23-year-old right-hander, the first round pick out of Louisville in 2020, in Double-A Tulsa, five and six, 484 ERA, 18 starts. Yesterday, well, he did what he's done all season long and that's strike people out.
0: Miller working off the first base side of the pitching rubber. Right-hander goes into his lineup, here it comes. The pitch is a swing and a miss, struck him out. Miller's 11th strikeout of the ball game. That matches his career high.
3: Tulsa Drillers Radio Network with the call 11 punchouts tying a career high. He has 108 on this season. Doesn't have a great win-loss record. The ERA is just a tick under 5, but he is striking dudes out. Michael Bush, the 24-year-old second baseman, first-round pick in 2019. He started in Double-A 31 games and was promoted 49 games now in Triple A Oklahoma City, hitting 269, 13 home runs, 20 doubles, 25 walks, and 809 OPS. How about Andy Paez, the 21-year-old Cuban outfielder? He's in Double A Tulsa and crushing it. In the pitch, swinging a deep blast to left field. This one's on its way,
0: and it is gone—a home run. That is home run number twenty on the season for
3: Paez. Up onto the berm in left center field. Paez with the home run, thanks to the Tulsa Drillers radio network. Twentieth home run of this season. He's got twenty doubles, sixty ribbies, fifty walks, and eight thirty OPS. Andy Paez doing big things in Double A Tulsa. Eddie Leonard's. The infielder, outfielder, 21-year-old from the Dominican Republic. He is in Great Lakes, high A ball. 102 games on the season, 266 average, 27 doubles, 11 home runs, 35 walks, a 769 OPS. Landon Knack, one of the Dodgers' top three minor league pitching prospects, a 25-year-old in A Tulsa, started the year hurt. He's a former second-round pick two years ago. 11 starts, he's 2-6, a 49 ERA and 60 strikeouts but again started the season it hurt Maddox Bruns the first round pick from a year ago he's 20 years old and he's right down the road in Rancho Cucamonga check him out pitching for the Quakes 16 starts 0-2 386 ERA 50 strikeouts does have 30 walks but he's not giving up a home run all season long Jose Ramos 21 year old outfielder out of Panama he's in high A-ball Great Lakes with the Loons 69 games 17 home runs, 15 doubles, 32 walks. He's got an OPS near 900. Jacob Amaya, out of South Hills High School in West Covina, the 23-year-old shortstop, started the year in AA, played well. Promoted to AAA, 46 games. He struggled a little bit. 221 average, 46 strikeouts. He's still trying to figure it out at the AAA level. One other minor league prospect to pass along, Yorbit Vivas. 5'10, 170 pound second baseman. He's only 21 years old out of Venezuela. He is in high A ball with the loons. Yorbit Vivas hitting 263, 17 doubles, eight home runs, 52 walks. Again, not a guy who's going to hit for power, but 17 doubles, 52 walks. He gets on base with a 766 OPS, and he can also steal bases as well. Very good defensively. Yorbit Vivas. So there you go. You're all caught up to date on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects. I'm glad we're still hearing these names, and a lot of them didn't get shipped off in a big-time deal at the major league trade deadline like the San Diego Padres did, unloading their farm system. The Dodgers keeping Pat as far as not getting rid of Diego Cartaya, not trading off Bobby Miller. Michael Bush is still with this Dodgers team. And two names I didn't even mention because they've been up with the Dodgers recently. Ryan Pepio got the start last night for the Dodgers. Miguel Vargas was up with the Dodgers on the last road trip before being optioned back to AAA Oklahoma City. Miguel Vargas opening eyes. Remember that opening game he played, that first at-bat, the double off the wall, then stole third base? Miguel Vargas is something special, and he's back in AAA right now getting at-bats because he wasn't going to get him at the Major League level now that Justin Turner is back healthy. But Miguel Vargas, certainly a guy that is in the Dodgers' mix and plans in the near future. All right. You're caught up to date on the Dodgers minor league system and the Dodgers prospects as we went down on the farm. Unfortunately, that is going to do it. We have run out of time here on this Thursday night. Many thanks to Ronnie Fascio. Many thanks to you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll get started at 4 o'clock. Dodgers in Kansas City as they take on the Royals, a three-game series in Kansas City, then it's off to Milwaukee for four. Tony Gonsolin, 13-1 and on this season, looking for his 14th win. He'll take on the Kansas City Royals tomorrow. 5-10 first pitch. Again, we'll get it all started. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck at 4 o'clock. Keep listening tomorrow to the Dan Patrick Show for your chance to win Dodger tickets between 6 and 9 a.m. Alright, that's going to do it for Off Night Dodger Talk. Coming up next, the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. So long, everybody.